Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, Tim Bergling, Chester Bennington, Trey Jablonowski, Chris Cornell, Ernest Hemingway, Althena Pinnell, Robin Williams, Kurt Cobain, Junior Seau, Deanna Orellana. You may know some of these names and some you may not be familiar with. The common factor among all these people, actors, musicians, comedians, athletes, military, fashion designers, authors, chefs, some everyday ordinary citizen, is that they all died by suicide. There are 105 suicides in America every day. 22 of those are military veterans, and the suicide rate has increased 25% over the last 20 years. Today's podcast is dedicated to all these people and countless others. Join us today as we discuss mental illness and depression. It's not an easy topic, but just as with everyone else, we're just three guys and we have three opinions on this as well. I'm Dylan. I'm William. I'm Patrick. That was a very heavy intro. Yeah, very uh, heavy. Very heavy. Uh, I, we try to keep things pretty light here in, in, in at the Three Guys Bar, but there's something that it seems like multiple times a week you're hearing about someone else that that struggled with, with mental depression or, or mental issues that caused depression or, or whatever it may be. And, um, and and they felt that they needed to do the extreme and, and take their own life. And um, like I said in the intro, we're three guys. We have three opinions on this too. So we wanted to, to kind of get this out there. Um, I'm sure there will be some wisecracks. Um, but, I mean, this is a serious topic, and this is something that it needs to be discussed. Mental health is not something that needs to be tucked away and hidden until something snaps. It needs to be out there. People need to talk about it. People need to stop treating it with the stigma that 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 says it's 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 not something that needs to be talked about. Um, so that's that's really the purpose of this. Um, we we call ourselves happy hour. Uh, this is not going to be a happy time. Uh, I don't know if this will take an hour. It may take two hours. It may take 25 minutes. It may take 30 minutes. But however long it takes, we want to we want to talk about this. We want to bring attention to this um, because, like I said, we we've we've got three points of view on this, and um, that's that's what I got. That's that's my open. I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I think we're all, um, a lot of us are pretty shook about the most recent um, death to be in the news. That is, of course, the uh, the amazing Anthony Bourdain. Um, <clears throat> it's really easy to think, okay, well, that's just a celebrity, yada yada, you know, but the fact is, for a lot of us, his opinions help shape our our view on travel, on food, on even with us on beer. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's it's the same as whenever uh, for me, it's the same as whenever uh, Chester Bennington um, took his own life. That was really hard on me because his music shaped a lot of my youth, and even though, yeah, there's been a whole lot of suicide since then, as awful as that is, the fact is is that when someone that, that you know through media or something else uh, takes their own life, it, it hits you in a way that just is very unexpected, in my opinion. Uh, talking about being unexpected, um, William actually told me um, I woke up to the message that Anthony Bourdain had died. Mm. And um, the first thing I thought was overdose. I mean, he, he's yeah. been very open with his his struggles with addiction. Um, he goes to places. I mean, you never really know what happens when when he goes to some of these places that he goes to and when the camera turns off. You never really know Absolutely. what he gets into and what he partakes in. So, like I said, my first thought was overdose. And I actually made a little half joke about it. Mm-hmm. And um, then I, I, the news was on in the background, and I was like, oh, shit, that's, that's not what happened at all. Yeah. And um, all I knew at the time was suicide, and then later we learned reasons and whys and hows, and we, we get answers. But uh, uh, I, I didn't think I would be affected by it as much as I was mm-hmm. um, whenever he told me. Um, it actually took me by surprise how how affected I was. Yeah. Um, and then I shared a few times on Twitter and Facebook um, that, that he was a pretty big influence with at least how I uh, bring the reviews and, and visits with, with brewers or whatever. I mean, mm. it, 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 he kind of helped influence the way I, I take that. Um, but I, I don't guess I realized how much um, that, that I would be affected. Yeah. And it, it turned out it was um, it was a really hard day for me all day. Um, I would see somebody shared a video of Anthony, and, and I mean, I, I would get choked up throughout the day. It, yeah. it actually affected me a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was it was I, I don't know. I, I was very surprised uh, with with how it affected me, and that that really. Um, that's when I started kind of making plans for this, and I talked to you guys about it, and we decided, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for a long time, I've been uh, I've been a person that's been open about my my own issues with uh, mental health, depression, suicidal ideation, and uh, and suicidal um, action. And um, you know, it's it's not always easy to talk about. Um, but I think it's important to be able to talk about it and say, you know what, you're not alone. No, we can talk about this. You can listen. We're not saying you need to, you know, you know, like I do, like make Facebook posts or talk about it openly in public or anything like that. But like, it makes such a difference just to know that you're not alone and know that uh, even you know the trio of very cheerful guys can uh can cover a topic that's you know pretty grim i mean that's that's the thing to remember uh you, you watch anthony bourdain on cnn and travel channel and you you don't see what's happening mm. you don't see the struggle that he has yeah and um 
I don't want to make light or get sympathy or I'm not doing this for any motive other than than trying to help other people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you you see him and you you don't see the struggle that's going on behind the scenes. Uh, and like you said, we're three jolly guys, but again, we still have those mental struggles too. And mm-hmm. we've actually. Uh, to varying degrees, all three of us have some of the same struggles yeah. that Anthony and Kate and numerous others have had as well. And that's really why I wanted to do this, um, to, to kind of talk about it. And, and you, you get it out there because you want people to see that if, if you're struggling with this, tell somebody. Yeah. Let somebody know. It's it's not to get sympathy. That's that's not what it's about. But mm-hmm. but just, just get it out there and... Yeah, and, like, and and talk about it. Don't be ashamed to talk about it. There's nothing shameful about it. Mm-hmm. Chances are really good that you know somebody that struggles with it in private just as much as you do. Um, just just talk about it. Yeah, there's a lot of times. Uh, you know, one of my um, a lot of times when someone has frequent or you know re- repeat episodes of. Uh, you know, intense depression, suicidal ideation, ideation, things like that. Um, it's good to have a, a plan in place. And part of my plan is to be blunt and honest about how I'm feeling with one, my parents, and two, my best friends. And to let them know, hey, you know, I'm thinking like this again. You know, and like you said, it's it's not it's not so someone can pat me on the back and say, oh, it's okay. No, it's 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 a check. It's to say, okay, well, I'm feeling like this, and when, once you get it out there, it's it's different with someone you trust to be like, you know, hear them say, okay, well, yeah, let's talk about this, or why do you feel that way? You know, something like that, because getting the dialogue started is, you know, it's it's a big part of the battle. Yeah, that's that's eighty percent of it. You got to start it. Yeah. So. You know, with, um, you know, it's not expected for us to have uh, all the private information of some celebrity's life, anything like that, of course, you know. But that's part of the the issue is from our point of view, seeing Chris Cornell, uh, Chester Bennington, some of these others, we don't know. Um, And it's easy to say, okay, well, that's because they're celebrities, we don't know much about them, they're strangers to us even though we know them through music or entertainment whatever but there's also the aspect of a lot of times when someone is suicidal or even self-harming they don't want to talk about it they don't want um to alert anyone i know many times i've wanted to stay silent about it because it would be much easier for me to go through with it if no one knew i mean Mm -hmm. that's just obvious um, it's not an easy thing and I think there is a big aspect of our culture that says that we're supposed to um, to kind of hide that I mean on the most simple aspect of the whole thing when someone says hey how you doing 
our last thought is to actually say the truth. Yeah. And say, oh, well, you know, I just, I'm, I kind of feel <laughs> I mean, like ending my it's, life it's today. It's funny because there's a few people that will legitimately say what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then you walk away from that conversation and you're like, I didn't ask you that to know what actually was happening. <laughs> yeah, I just asked yeah. you that to be friendly. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a horrible thing to do. I mean, yeah. you ask, how you doing? I mean, give that person respect because they actually said how they were doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's something that a lot of people could benefit from is, is actually maybe maybe that's the stepping stone. Maybe that's the first step in saying, you know what? They asked how I was doing. Here it is. Yeah. I mean, that's... It could be such a big motivator to just step out and say, um, well, honestly, not great. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, uh, I went to work yesterday and uh, I was having a pretty extreme low. Um, and... You know, I decided to hell with it. If, you know, people are going to ask. I'm going to give them the answer. Yeah. You know, and besides customers, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, a couple friends from work and hey, how you doing? You know, not great. It's it's uh it's one of the bad days. Yeah. You know, and a you know a couple of them really took the time to talk to me and put a hand on my shoulder and say, you know, hey, I'm listening. Let's talk about this. You know, and, and that's mean, something uh, you've done many times for me. I think that's yeah. that's something to touch on is if you're ever in that situation, don't ever think that you've got to have the right answer. Yeah. A lot of times someone in that situation doesn't need the right answer. They just need an answer. Mm-hmm. They don't need, well, here, come over here. Let's go do this. Let's do this. Let's... Uh, they, they don't need the puzzle piece. Somebody in that situation just, just needs... And I, I talked about it on Facebook. You just need a shoulder. Just, yeah, just absolutely. Listen. Yeah, I mean, just, just listen. Yeah, just listen. Listening can be so powerful, and you know, I think a lot of people like to panic and and not, well, not like to panic, but they panic and think there's no possible way I could have an answer for them. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. if that's the case, listen. Just listen, and a lot of times that can go so far. I'm not asking you to solve my mental health issues because that's a burden I don't want to throw on anybody. But just listen, and uh, and that can make a huge difference. Yep. This is pretty deep. It's a heavy conversation <laughs> to have. Um. There's going to be a little crack here. Um, <laughs> we are still the three guys. So. We are still the three guys. Um, and honestly, I mean, if, if we're going to talk about mental health, I'm going to say that in order to have this conversation, uh, this podcast is not one that I have been looking forward to this week. Uh, sure, of course. Whenever it was brainstormed, I just, um, my actually, my first thought, my first response was, um, I'm going to have to be intoxicated to have the conversation. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, to be completely honest with you, I'm I'm, I'm pretty close to that. So, uh, but mm-hmm. no, it, it we I, we honestly we sat here for two hours stalling. Uh, subconsciously, we we weren't going to admit <laughs> it, but uh, we were all we, we were we were all stalling. Oh, absolutely. Because um, we knew what we were going to talk about. It's a serious topic, but I mean that's the thing. It's it should we shouldn't have to stall. We shouldn't be worried about it. Mm. It's 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 the stigma. It's a taboo a taboo topic. No one. Yeah, of course. No one mentally ever wants to say, well, you know what? I've thought about taking my own life. Yeah. And um, 
I think that's something a lot of people think about. Yeah. Um, do we do we want to get into our own personal struggles with it? Absolutely. I mean, I'll let you start. Um, I'll tell you what. Before we dive further into that one, um, we're creeping up now on about the twenty minute mark of this one. And if you're still listening in, uh, if if this is a big topic to you or somebody you know. Uh, even if you don't want to listen to the, any more of this episode, uh, I wanted to get it out now. Uh, we'll rehash it again before the end of the episode. And we'll try to get this into uh, the uh, episode description notes as well. But uh, there's there's just two uh, outlets I really want to highlight right now while we're young into the episode. One of those, and by no means uh, has either of these outlets sponsored, contacted, or even uh, have any idea that we're mentioning them. Mm. It's just something I really want to get in there. Uh, one of them is betterhelp.com. It's mm. an amazing online service that will pair you up with a mental health professional. Uh, it's, uh, it's fantastic to try. You can uh, talk to somebody who's professionally trained in this area if you don't like the person or you don't feel a connection or you don't feel comfortable with the person they will shuffle it back around and connect you with another person yeah but uh, this is more of a long range uh, scenario for you betterhelp.com fantastic Mm -hmm. site however this is not for somebody who is currently in crisis yeah if you are in crisis I want to throw it out there it is 1-800-273- Eight two two five. It's the number to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Yeah, it's twenty four hours free, confidential. If you if you or somebody you know is in trouble right now, mm-hmm. please share that number with them. Call the number yourself. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Yeah, fantastic resource to have. You don't even have to tell them your name. I think this is really important to uh, to consider if um, if you're contemplating, uh, and I've been there many many times. Um, this is your opportunity, thinking about it and, and acknowledging that you feel this way, to take that chance. Because let me tell you, I've been through the system a few times. It's worth it if you're feeling this way. Um, you are sick. Um, it's an illness. And the cure isn't always easy, but it's possible. You can get help. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've been there. Uh, it's worth looking at and honestly saying, okay, I do feel this way. Um, and if you feel like that, take action. I know it's very cliche. But um, I mean, the the thing to say is it gets better. It can. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to want it to get better. And yep. um, it, it actually saying that reminds me of an unrelated situation that I spoke about yesterday. Um, you've got to want to get help before it'll stick. Yeah. And you've got to make that first step, and you've got to say, "Well, this is a, this is enough." Uh, such and such doesn't feel this way why do i feel this way well that mm-hmm. that's part of the illness and you've got to want to make that step and you've got to take that step yeah. before something can happen mm-hmm. and when once you're okay with that um 
websites and phone numbers that we gave out. Um, reach out. Um, if, you, if you feel the need to call that particular number, re remind yourself that it's not wasting anyone's time. That's what they're there for. Yeah, absolutely. That utilize that resource. It doesn't cost you money. If it's a bad experience for you, you don't have to go that route. Talk to someone you know. But, I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, it's a complete stranger. They don't know where you are. They're not tracing your call. They're not going to mm -hmm. send authorities to your home. That's a 100% off the records, off the books yeah. experience. Utilize that. And they're not judging you. No. I know with anxiety and stuff, it's so easy to slip into the idea that um, they're going to be wondering what you're thinking. They're going to be wondering what kind of person you are, anything like that. These are professionals. They're there to understand you and to help. And to help you get to a point where you can get help, honestly. And if if you have to call more than one time, if you have this worry about oh, is, you know, I talked with uh, I talked with Dave last time. If I call back, mm. you know, the, the Dave's gonna know he's gonna be aware. He's gonna be oh, that's the same guy again. They actually have one hundred sixty-one crisis centers just here in the United States. Mm. So your odds of getting back in touch with that exact same person and it looking bad or you feeling bad about them knowing again, yeah. phenomenally small. Oh, yeah. And Dave's a good guy, though. I like Dave. Good old Dave. Dave. Dave's pretty cool. I like Dave. <laughs> Dave's a good guy. Um, so, I mean, uh, it, we, and, and we're, we're just as open here as we would be if you called a number. Um, we, we, we will not force anyone at this table to say anything they do not feel comfortable saying. Um, but if any one of the three of us sitting here now wants to say anything about their own personal experiences, uh, yeah. more than welcome. So, of course, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead with that offer because I have extensive history with it. And uh, so <clears throat> let's let, let's let's actually let's try to structure this. OK, <laughs> this, is, this is a last minute change. We're going to structure. It. All right. When when was your first realization that something was going on my first realization that something was going on um i would say 13 or 14 that's yeah. about when it happens yeah yeah um i was self-harming from roughly about the age of four or five um and i think it was 13 or 14 when i really looked at my scars and said wow you know something's going on um my parents uh you know my dad being a preacher and stuff it the idea of going to a therapist or getting mental health uh, help or therapy, it wasn't really, it really wasn't a possibility at that time, uh, simply because, you know, there was a alternate route through um, religion. Um, I mean, not only that, but... In those times, back in the olden times, because we're so old, yeah. <laughs> in, in those times, mental health really wasn't something you saw a doctor for. Mm. I mean, yeah, there were psychologists, but I mean, that was all big big movie mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, that, that's, that's Hollywood. That's sensitive people. That's not important. Yeah. Seeing a shrink was always the... the shrink. The, like, that's, that's the yeah. thing. Shrink. It was always yeah. made fun of in TV exactly. and movies. It wasn't a serious so, thing. So, I mean, there was always a negative stigma yeah. there. It was always uh, a thing that rich people did 
um, because they were upset their mother mistreated them or something like that. It was never taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I got older, um, you know, I dealt with uh, depression and self-harm many times. It came in waves. Um, I was always the goofy type of person when I was. Like, um, now it makes sense to look back on. But I know my diagnosis now, and I know I, I have all this experience with it. But, you know, there were times when I was wild and crazy and everything else, and then I would slip into uh, hyper-depression and, like, you know, self-harm, stuff like that. Uh, it wasn't until my mid to late 20s that I finally saw a doctor about it because it was getting so bad that I was uh, I was laying in bed um, for hours at a time during the day uh, just crying, just upset, and then I'd, I'd snap out of it and I'd be okay for a while, and then I'd just go right back to that. Um, so that started the, the medications and... I can tell you, and I know other people are going to relate with this, taking different medications can be so exhausting. I have been on a few, and it's a pain in the ass. Each one has its own set of side effects, everything else. Some help. Some help for a little while, and then stop. Some make things incredibly worse. Oh, yeah. Um, I lost uh, my marriage... And uh, my ability to be with my kids on a regular basis uh, through having to move back uh, home with my parents once I was so bad that um, I was averaging three to four hours of sleep a night, um, just switching from manic episodes to major depressive episodes to suicidal ideation computation um, and honestly, uh, getting very close on numerous occasions to taking my own life uh, resulted in hospitalization, all that good stuff. Um, finally, my doctor, my primary care physician said, um, let's try Seroquel. It's an antipsychotic. Um, I thought, okay, sure, let's, let's do it. Um, and the antipsychotic took away so many things that I experienced as normal day-to-day life that I, for once in my life, I was able to realize just how much was just in my head. You didn't realize that, that what you, you mean, when, when you're in that, that state, you think that's normal. Yeah, you absolutely. You think that's every day. That's the thing about psychosis is that you it, it appears real. And I had, you know, I'd taken drug, several different drugs before and had an experience, you know, hallucinations and stuff like that through drugs. It was always different. And I didn't realize that until I got on this medication. Um, so now what I struggle with, uh, I still struggle with, you know, the mood disorder aspect. I, I've been diagnosed. Uh, it's called schizoaffective bipolar subtype so what that is is basically aspects of schizophrenia mixed in with aspects of bipolar um bipolar is usually a very you know uh, a wide range of up and down emotions 
being on a mood stabilizer helps. Uh, being on Seroquel, the antipsychotic, helps a lot. Premium beer crack. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good moment of levity. Um, I like it. It was good. Yeah, it's, it's such a good beer. This would is really be us without it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. this this would right. be one dark podcast without a premium beer. Crack. Yeah. If if at any moment you're wondering, is if these are the same, yeah, we're the forces, same, same assholes. Yeah. <laughs> we still hate your Bud Lights. Yeah. <laughs> so to wrap it up real quick, the main thing I I, I dealt with. Um, at, you know, through the through my marriage falling apart and all that, was um, psychotic symptoms, um, and you know, major depressive episodes along with mania. Mania can be good and bad. So, you know, sometimes it's great to have this feeling of infinite energy and go go go. Yeah. But um, finally, getting on medication that that got that all under control meant that. I could finally work again, and I've been working at the same place for almost two years now, and um, it's great. I'm I'm able to function. I still have very bad days. I still have, you know, times where my nights are filled with nightmares. Um, my days are filled with like you know not being able to close my eyes without seeing, you know, hallucinations, or if I make the mistake of missing my medication either by not refilling it soon enough or just forgetting. Um, then I have to deal with a lot of those symptoms again. And it is still a struggle because the medication makes me incredibly tired. Um, and it, it affects how much alcohol I can drink, all that good stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pain in the ass, but at the same time, I'm in so much better of a place these days than I was. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my story. I don't know what else to say about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've got to say about that. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe my story is a little bit more unorthodox. Um, I remember, I, I don't, I never really had a primary care physician. I had a, a pediatric doctor, um, but I, I, I okay, I've I got a I, look, I'm really messed up in the head, okay? My, my, my primary issue, and this affects me every day, is I am scared to death of needles. Oh, yeah. And uh, I actually I had a little bit of an issue a couple weeks ago, and my wife was like, We should probably take you to the doctor. And I looked at her, serious as, as, as anything, laying on the couch, not sure if I was going to die. And I, I looked at her and I said, we both know that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that first first mental thing, needles. Um, getting past that, that's why leading up, I never had a primary care physician because I just never went to the doctor for anything. Yeah. Um, but my pediatrician told my mother probably around 14, 15 um, to take me to see someone else. Uh, because I was having huge issues with social anxiety. Mm, mm -hmm. um, so that's really where I got started. Um, I, I hated any tense situation, hated anyone focusing on me, still hate it to this day. Um, but yeah, I hated, hated any social situations. And I was put on Paxil, actually. And um, 
it helped a lot. We started going out and doing things. Actually went to a couple dances in high <laughs> school. Um, helped a lot. And the thing about uh, medication like that is those medications tend to overlap different things. So, yeah, it's helping for social anxiety. What else is it helping for? Um, but over over the years, I've been on, on a few different medications. Um, if you've got a question about one, chances are I've tried one in the yeah. family, so I can tell you. Definitely. Um, but uh, Paxil, Zoloft, Wellbutrin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, started with social anxiety, um, dealt with depression really bad. Um, as far as, I don't know if we want to go directly into this, but as far as first um, thoughts of, of suicidal tendencies um, happened in the middle of high school. I, I hated high school. Mm. No, no secret to anybody. Nobody really knows exactly how deep I go into that. But I hated every aspect of school, period hated it and uh, that's that's really where it, it, it really came in right there um, I actually remember telling William and this is something I honestly this this is this is breaking news folks <laughs> uh, consider yourself privileged to hear this only person that ever knew this is William and uh, I told him one day at lunch that if I don't grab because I was in such a dark place at the time that uh, I stopped I would skip school regularly stop going to school. Uh, your parents tell you you're going to regret it one day if you don't pay attention in school. Well, here I am, 34 years old, and I can tell you you will. So <laughs> if, if you're young and underaged and shouldn't be listening to this but are listening to this, pay attention in school. At and, least and, this is the podcast you should be listening to. Yeah, this, this is the one. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you've made it 23 in, this is the one that you should be listening to. Um, told William one day that if I don't graduate, I'm killing myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm in it. I mean, because I mean, that's that's one of those things. I, I came from a family that um, they had money, and that's not something that anyone in the family should ever have to go through. Is not making it past a grade, failing a class, failing a grade. That that's not something that uh, that anyone in our family should ever go through. Yeah. So uh, I guess I guess partially some of the pressure from that, thinking, well, I'm going to let the whole family down and. Uh, I'm going to be an embarrassment to the whole community, and um, I'm in it. Uh, luckily, somehow, managed to uh, get past that. And um, it, it uh, various diagnoses throughout the years. Um, started with social anxiety, went to depression, went to bipolar, went to borderline, mm. um, went back to bipolar, went back to borderline. Um, now, I'm actually not on any medication, but that is not something that I recommend for anybody. Everybody's situation is different. See a doctor, figure out what you need to do. Yeah. I'm not on medication now, but that's, that's now. Uh, two months ago, I was. Yeah. That, that changes. Uh, sometimes you need it, sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, honestly, a week ago, I walked through my bedroom, saw the gun in the corner, and thought, I should just fucking kill myself. Yeah. Just do it. I, I, I don't even know why that stuff pops into my head, but it just mm-hmm. does. It's it's just just why not? Just no, go ahead. I, I completely understand. That too. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, don't, I don't know why. And see, to and me, nothing's bad right now. It's just it just what, what happened? Let's yeah, just, fuck it, fuck it. Let's and that it. makes perfect sense for it's me because yeah. I, I don't know. It's a fact that you are the master of your own existence <laughs> in that moment. But uh, yeah, just you can uh, create or destroy your own world. Saw a shotgun in the corner and thought, mm-hmm. let's just 
Just, why not? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Let um, me ask you this, in all sincerity. Mm-hmm. So many times you can sit there and you can think that. And maybe you're just having a bad day. And that, that kind of makes sense to you. You're like, oh yeah, it's a bad day. I know why I thought that. Yeah. Do you ever have a worry that one day that synapsis is going to fire in your brain and there's not going to be that bungee cord to pull you back? Oh, yeah. 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 Same here. Yeah. Like a month later, you can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, I was just, I was having a shitty day. No wonder I thought that. Mm-hmm. But do you ever feel this fear that one of these days it's going to be a bad enough day or that fail safe in my brain's not going to be there and you're going to say, hey, I saw the gun and then there's no guardrail? See, mm-hmm. the thing is, I don't have... I have bad days. I, I get pissed off, I get upset, I sit, I cry, whatever. But, honestly, nine times out of ten, when that crosses my mind, it's not a bad day. Yeah. I, I can it, relate to that, too. I, it's it, there's, there's no reason in the world that someone without any sort of mental affliction would think that. But then mm-hmm. I just... Good day, woke up, took a shower... Petted my cat, wife, kissed my wife before she went to work. Money in the bank. Just fuck kill myself. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's just. Their times are so it's, simple. Uh, it's, like it's, it's, it's weekly. It's uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I, 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 I mean I'm, I'm, I'm old as dirt now, but uh, sometimes I'm taking my pills at night, and I'm like, yeah, I got pills at night, folks. Uh, sometimes I'm taking <laughs> my pills at night, and uh, I'm just like, I wonder how many of these it would take. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm on a. a beta blocker mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just thinking well how many beta blockers would it take to just completely stop my heart that'd be pretty painless yeah I, I don't know it just it just happens and um, yeah I've been I've been pretty close a few times um, I, I don't know what's pulled me back from the brink but um, mm-hmm. so that's my story there's a you know there's a bit of a misconception that someone who contemplates suicide or commits suicide or whatever else um, isn't afraid of death. No. Um, most of the times I've thought about it and I've gotten really close. It's I had no fear of death. Um, in a way, but there's still the idea of you know that it's um, you know it's final. I've got a quote Mm -hmm. talking about that that I wanted to read on the podcast. The so-called psychotically depressed person who tries not to kill herself Mm -hmm. doesn't do so out of hopelessness or any abstract conviction that life's assets or debits do not square. And surely not because death seems suddenly appealing. Mm. The person in which... Its invisible agony reaches a certain unendurable level, will kill himself or herself the same way a trapped person will eventually jump from the window of a burning high rise. Their terror of falling from a great height is just as great as it would be for you or me at the same window checking the view. The variable is when the flames get close enough, Falling to death becomes the slightly less terrible of two terrors. Yeah. It's not desiring the fall. It's the terror of the flames. Yeah. That was written by author David Foster Wallace. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Who killed himself in 2008. Yeah. I was a huge fan of David Wallace. Now, he also had some other demons 
which was probably brought on by his own mental afflictions. He was not a great guy. He did some bad things, his family, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that he was describing depression. It, it's not wanting to... It, it, it's not it's not yearning for death. It's wanting to get away yeah. from the things. And I think Patrick and I, we kind of have two different outlooks. We we don't want to die. Patrick, and I'm I, I may be putting words in your mouth, but I, I no, think a lot. And I actually, side note here. When I went to college, I was, for my master's program, was majoring in psychology because I wanted to know what the fuck was wrong with me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's... You know, they say the uh, majority of psychology majors get into it because they want to know what's wrong with themselves. I know a lot of people... That was actually told to me by a psychology major. I know a lot of people that, that delved into psychology for that reason. Every therapist I've had had a previous stay in a behavioral health hospital it makes sense and that's out of six people yeah Yeah. but um like i said i may be putting words in your mouth here but um and and we can go into this a little bit deeper but you and i actually wrote it down here in my notes i always have notes before the podcast it's a good Um, idea suicide from from mental illness is commonly described is not to end their own suffering. Yeah. But it's to end the suffering of the people they are close to. Yeah. A lot of people with with mental affliction believe that if they end their own life, they're going to help such and such. Mm-hmm. And it's not a feeling that you've got all the time. Yeah. It's just suddenly you just think, well, shit, I'm making such and such's life so much worse. And I want to say right now... <laughs> That's not fucking true, okay? Yeah. And yeah. that's that's to you directly. Yeah. That's not true. That at is all. usually what hits me hard. Um, there's a there's a thing called caretaker syndrome. Um, and it's basically what happened to me. Think about your significant other uh, has been taking care of you, gets tired of it, and no longer wants to be with you okay so that that happened in addition to that that was amplified by my brain uh to mean that i was a burden on anyone and everyone in my life and nine times out of ten if i'm going through a suicidal episode it's because i feel like everybody would be better off without me having to deal with me i want to tell you 100 percent. this is yeah. why i got drunk today <laughs> yeah that is not true mm-hmm. and you or william or anyone else that i'm close to yeah no yeah not true yeah and times like this i can understand that but yeah, it's, you know, it's that yeah. one time. It's that one time. It's, it's when it. Nope. I would. I, they would be better without me. Because and I it's. Understand. Yeah. It's so much easier to think. You know what? They're saying that, or you know, you get all these negative thoughts in your head, and it just repeats the idea of. Nah. But. Um, yeah. And and the converse of that is me. 
I don't feel I, it's not that I want to rid someone of my burden mm-hmm. or you you know what I mean out there. Yeah. Um, I it, it's like I have a burden that I want to escape. Um, that's that's me, and I just wanted to get that out there. Of mm-hmm. you want to let other people be free of the burden. I want to be. I guess I'm the selfish one. <laughs> uh, I, I want to stop the burden. Um, yeah. So that's that's that. No, I you know I get that too. Those is the desire to stop the pain, desire to stop the. Um, for me, you know, I mean, desire to stop the constant exhaustion and yeah, it makes else. a struggle for you all the time. Yeah. And it gets it gets old, and it's so easy to go from that to, oh, I could fix that, like that, and you know, it's like that. It just it's real easy for people to think, okay, well, suicide is selfish, and you know, stuff like that. And it, I understand that aspect, but at the same time, there's not really the selfish idea behind it. For the the person that's contemplating, it's more of a. There's always so many reasons. It piles up. I read something about Anthony Bourdain uh, after everything happened, and um, someone had said, "I mean, yeah, it's a tragedy, but no one would be saying that his life was cut short." If it wasn't suicide, if, mm, if he yeah. lived his life and he got to this point and it was natural causes, but no one knows what he dealt with. That's the thing. I mm. mean, it. I don't. I, I don't know how to put it into words, but until you you walk in the shoes of a person dealing with mental illness, you don't know. Yeah. And and I, I implore. I I pray. I plead. But anyone out there that that just the first thing they think is, well, just don't be that way. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you have a heart murmur, you can't just say, heart murmur, stop doing that. Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't work that way. The brain is an organ. The heart is an organ. The liver, the kidneys, mm-hmm. they're organs. Hey, brain, stop having a kidney stone. It doesn't yeah. work that yeah. way. So... Just, just try not to be so insensitive, because yeah. it is a thing. I mean, that's it. It, it is. It's difficult. I want those people going through those things. It's difficult. Yeah, and I want to cover that real quick. Is I read the other day uh, on a post about depression, somebody saying, "Oh, this is a millennial thing," and they completely discredited and discounted anyone's experience. On the basis of, they're just millennials. And this has been a popular thing for millennials. That's a very popular opinion. And that disturbs me so much, because this person would rather have this view that's completely inane than to say, to back up and say, you know what, okay, maybe there is an issue happening here. In a way, this is the same as people saying, oh, well... Uh, people being gay is an 80s thing or a 90s thing. It's people just coming forward now because it's popular. No. No, it's people finally saying, you know, enough is enough. We need to do something about this and we need to be open about it and we need to talk about it. It's an issue. It is. And 
it hurts me so much to see people talking about it in such a way that says, no, your experience isn't real. You're just doing the popular thing. It's like, oh, okay, I've been doing the popular thing since I was, what, four or five. Okay, sure, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Before I even knew what media was, before social media even existed, yeah, I was just doing the popular thing. I want to feel this way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's just like, oh, I'm just wanting to kill myself for show? I mean, what yeah. was... Yeah, oh, yeah. I know I'll, I'll get all this recognition when I'm dead, yay. That makes no sense. But that's how some people feel, and it's, it's like, it's disturbing. Absolutely disturbing. Um, that actually brings up another quote um, from someone on Twitter, um, Chris... Saliza, uh, I really hope I pronounced that correctly. Anyway, sounds good. Um, he said the suicides of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade are a reminder: no matter how successful, wealthy, or happy you are, mm. we all battle our own demons, and you never know what's really going on under the behind yeah. the scenes. We're all in this together. Um, that's the big thing. You never know. You, you watch our videos. We're, we're happy. There's 45 minutes of stuff that I cut out because. Uh, I mean that, no, I'm, I'm I'm kidding about that. But um, no, I mean, yeah, we're we're happy on video. Anthony Bourdain was happy on video. Kate Spade was happy in interviews. But stuff happens, and, yeah. and behind the scenes, you don't know what they did with the other 23 hours of their lives a day. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, if you see somebody, just just take a little bit more care. Uh, you, you don't know exactly what's happening. Yeah. That's what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I got really good at wearing a mask for years. And, uh, you know, people always said, oh, Patrick, you're always so happy, and, you know, stuff like that. That's something I dealt with a lot, you know? And people still do that. Oh, you're always so happy. Well, I mean, you have to. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to be around the person that's always down. That's well, At least that's how my brain sees it, you know? <laughs> um, That's different. Yeah, we're we're drinking Scorpion Bowl IPA. It's not a, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick because. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just just take into consideration your fellow man, and um, never forget that you never know what's going on there. I mean, just just like cancer. You never know what's going on there under the scenes. This is no different. It, it's not, it, it, depending on the severity, may or may not be curable. May, may or may not be treatable. You, you don't know what's happening. And just just be there, be a friend. Um, just, just consider that. Um... um we honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I, I, I tried to take that to a different place when we came back. Honestly, we we had to take a break there, folks. Um, yeah, got a little deep for us, but uh, we're we're carrying on. Um, and and that's that's really what we want to say to you: carry on, mm. reach out, talk to someone. Um, <laughs> that's that's it. I mean, just uh, yeah, that pretty much covers it. Yeah, 
I mean, it's cliche. Keep on carry on, you know. But um, it's it's hard. Um, life is hard. Um, and I mean, as hard as it is, mental illness makes it harder. Yeah. And um, I w- I would like to say is for. Anybody who's listened to our podcasts up to this point, and I hope you have, and if this is the only thing you hear from us, I mean, if, this fine. Is the, if this is the only one they've heard from us, Jesus, you know what? This no, is, if, this is, <laughs> if this is the only one you hear, we from, set a bar for this one that I'm not sure. Anyway, go <laughs> ahead. If, if this is the only one you've heard from us, okay, and I I hope you take away the right message from this one. But uh, if you've heard the other happy hours, if you've watched our show. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole concept of what we put out there is this happy, ha-ha, couple funny lines, a lot of uh, dirty language and fart joke, alleviation of the gravity of life. That's really kind of what we try to focus on. Yeah. Is, you know, what what's something bright and happy and funny That'll give you five to twenty minutes of laughter. If you listen to the podcast, maybe three full minutes of something funny. The rest is all filler. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if if you're feeling alone and if you're feeling like you're the only one that deals with it, one hundred percent of the guys around the microphone right now have been diagnosed with a form of mental illness. Yep. Uh, Patrick's already told you his diagnosis. Um, I've got four or five different ones. So. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> what what are yours? Uh, I can be, depending on the situation and the doctor involved, can be social anxiety, bipolar, borderline, or depression. Um, I am diagnosed manic depressive hmm. with social anxiety no, no, disorder. No, the, the, the cool term nowadays is bipolar. Uh, no, uh, manic depression is actually slightly different <laughs> because of the fact that it hinges on the extreme alternation of emotion. Yeah. Um, Bipolar is actually the more negative term for yeah. it. Uh, that's that's kind of oh, you're bipolar, you're crazy. Yeah. Stop <laughs> saying that, people. Yeah, but uh, no, mine hinges on on extreme highs and lows. Mm. Whereas uh, sometimes you get a lot of the manic part of me, and in, in those phases, it's great because I have a ton of energy and life yes. is going to work out and everything is going to be fine because of the fact that uh, I'm just I'm on the right course <laughs> being However, manic is amazing yeah yeah. unfortunately it is just welded to the other side of that which is an it's anchor inevitably and that is suddenly as soon as the high is over as soon as what makes me feel good is done uh, a way I've tried to relate it to people around me is Imagine you're throwing a ball into the air. You throw it up, it comes down, you catch it. That's normal life. Hmm. You put the energy up, it comes down, you can you can arrest it. It's done. Manic depression is suddenly a medicine ball that weighs a ton. You throw it up a little bit, and it slams back down, back far below the floor hmm. where you start at. That's, that's the other ugly side of it is a lot of the times when the camera's done rolling, the microphone on the podcast goes cold, everything in my life takes a really hard down swing. Yeah. And it's unreasonable, but that's what happens. But like I said, I'm a diagnosed manic depressive with uh, what was once known as social anxiety disorder, but the new term is general 
uh, oh, yeah. anxiety yeah. disorder because Jeez, I'm old yeah. enough. I got diagnosis back then. I actually forgot about that. I was generalized anxiety disorder at one point. But yeah, that's. So, I mean, that's it. Is everybody around this microphone that you may hear being happy, jolly, haha, you watch our reviews and it's a lot of fun, that's true. And that is real life. We don't uh, masquerade something. Is we have all those happy, fun experiences that you see or that you listen to. But the truth is, every single one of us, and sort of one of the binding lines that we have amongst ourselves is, we, in our own rights, each have our own demons that we fight with and we get it and the hellish thing is is it's always there uh, I mean if if you're that person if you're hearing me right now if you yourself have struggled with it or you think you might be it integrates so much into everything 23 hours and 59 minutes of the day it ties itself to every experience you have if you're and sad too much and you don't know why, mm. talk to somebody. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. It's, it's so easy. And I know in my own experience, that's one of my horrible problems is my mind convinces me that everybody else has it worse. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm melodramatic. That there's been a lot of times when I'm on one of my downswings and my depression starts eating away at me. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time talking about it. Yeah. Because my brain convinces me it's not real. Like Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick has real problems. Mine aren't. Yours are real, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's Yeah, I know what you mean, though. I, yeah. It tells me you know, I'm just selfish. Mm-hmm. I I want to focus on my problems. There are other people that have it so much worse, and I cannot break that. Yeah, I can't stop thinking that it's just me wanting myself to have an issue, or it's me focusing too much on the downsides of life, mm. and then that it in itself ties to you should just kill yourself. Yeah. There are people out there with it so much worse than you. You're just being too sad. If you kill yourself right now, you're one less problem. Mm-hmm. And the hellish thing is, and maybe there's somebody listening right now, and I only bring this up because of the fact that you, the listener, you might feel this way. I can't wrap my own brain around the fact that I am like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, like, Patrick, I know you suffer with your fight. And Dylan, I know way too long what you fight with. Hmm. I, I only say this for the hope that somebody else who maybe feels my way hears this and knows I'm there with you. It's all too easy for me to disconnect myself from the rest of reality. Yeah. In as far as, Patrick, if if anything ever went south with you and you ended it all, mm-hmm. I'd never get over it. Yeah. For the rest of my days, if I lived to be 99, there would not be a minute that didn't affect me. 
Dylan is the exact same way. Yeah. If tomorrow you went away, I, until my final moment, I'd never be okay. I can't paint myself that same way. Mm-hmm. To me, it just seems so much like a Band-Aid principle. Yeah, I'm sure you guys would be sad for a while. Yeah. But in the long run, you'd get over it and you'd be all right. Yep. It'd be, it, it'd be done and over with. If I just rip the Band-Aid off now, it's going to suck for you. Yeah. But uh, three, four years from now, you'd, you'd forget about it and you'd be all right. That's, that's I, what that's needs it, to be is, remembered is yeah. what it is for you, for us, is the same for us, for you. That, that's and everyone the, else out there. The logical part of my brain says that, but I know my illness says it's different. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible to overlay that. And if you're hearing me right now, if you've been that way, I, I have to believe I'm wrong. Yeah. And you are too. Is it, it always seems on this side of the wall that yeah, oh I, I know they're gonna I know they're gonna be sad. I know it's gonna suck. Yeah. But then they'll just go on. They'll move on. Yeah, they'll lives. get over so it. Fine. Yeah. However, the that same part of my brain says if, if I didn't have Patrick, if I didn't have Dylan in my life, mm-hmm. there would be an unfillable void for the rest of my days. Yeah. But I can't put myself in that same spot. That's so relatable. Absolutely. And so, like I said, right now, if you're hearing my voice, understand that you are wrong. Yeah. You and are you're the not exact alone. Same. Yeah. No, no, I'm right there. I'm in the same boat with you. Check my passport. We're on the same flight. <laughs> it's a bumpy flight. It, it's, it's, it is. Yeah. It's a bumpy flight. <laughs> But, I mean, that's just it. Like, I have a wife and a son that I love the most. And so many times my brain tells me, if you'll just go away now, Mm. soon they'll be over it and they'll be better. Yeah. But, like I said, my my same brain says my two best friends in this world, if they went away, you'll never get over that. Right. There's, that's just it. That is the sickness. That is the proof in the pudding, so to speak, mm-hmm. that there's a chemistry in our brains that's not firing right. Yeah. Because they're not going to get over that. You are not the problem. And, as like I said, I'm with you there. On this side of the wall, it's impossible to see. Your brain won't let you understand that that same emptiness you'd feel if your friend went away. Mm-hmm they're going to feel. Yeah. And it's not just, uh, oh, of course they're going to say that because you're here now. Oh, it's not just, oh, of course they're going to say that because, you know, they don't want to feel that sadness. No, it it is absolutely real. And once you feel that way, again, uh, check the episode description, the the websites, the numbers. We're going to reiterate them here in a little while. Call somebody and... I'm sorry, guys. This one is a uh, th- this is a real hard episode for me. But as somebody who's actually called the hotline before, mm-hmm. they're not there to pity you. 
They're not going to give you a bunch of fluff about, oh, no, life's worth living because uh, cotton candy and uh, you like Dr. Pepper? There's Dr. Pepper. No, they're, <laughs> they're just people who are fantastically trained professionals who are just there to listen to you. Yeah. They're there to talk. And uh, that's the thing. I've called that number before when I'm at a really bad spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth be told, somebody who had a plan together of how I was going to do it, where I was going to do it, but I, uh, I kind of had that mental bungee cord that snapped me back real quick. Uh, it was a time when I was by myself, nobody else was home. My brain told me, now's the time to do it. Because hmm. if you do it right now, nobody's going to find you for a couple of days. You know, uh, it's not going to be like some, you know, messy thing to clean up. Yeah, eh, please, guys, call the number. Uh, talk it out. Like I said, they're not there to pity you. They're not there to sell you a bunch of fluff. It's uh, It can be an amazing tool that, if nothing else, gets you, to the, gets you through to the next day. Yeah. So, like I said, mental illness is a permeating thing. It's, it's there all the time. It ties into everything, every moment of your life. Uh, a, a great example might be, like right now, I'm, uh, I'm in my maybe 90th attempt to give up tobacco. And uh, just a good example of exactly how well it ties in. I know that tobacco will kill me mm -hmm. because the, the hard science is there. You quit it or it quits you. There's no middle ground. Too many times where I've lit up a cigarette or I've taken a dip where I've wanted to quit, I've thought to myself... If you don't stop, you're going to die. But at the exact same time, some little voice in my head said, yeah, that's sort of exactly the point. Yeah. It's a slow, it, it's a slow termination. Like, I wanted to give it up because I want to be there for my wife. I want to be there for my son. But there was an aspect inside of it that said, you know what, if you do this, it's still killing yourself. Mm -hmm. But nobody is going to look it down on it as if you put a gun barrel in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. And that's just it. So much of me, I, I would. I'd light that cigarette and i think, you know what? That's exactly the point. Yeah. A hundred years ago, if somebody killed a monster, they were considered a hero. What difference are you doing? No. And, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. That covers a lot. Folks, again, um, if you feel like you're in a deep, dark hole, ask for help. Talk to someone. Call a number. Go to a website. Go to a message forum. Do something. Yeah. Um, I would like to say is that... I mean, even that, that was really hard. Because mm. 
one of my things, and it, it boils down to my my anxiety disorder. I don't want people to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to know I'm having a hard time. I don't want anyone to know those thoughts are in my head. I don't like negative attention. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that, I mean that in itself is part of the stigma. Yeah. You don't want them to know because you're afraid of what they would think. Mm. And and the whole purpose of this podcast today is to make sure and to help people realize that there's nothing wrong with someone else knowing. There's nothing wrong with talking to someone else. That other person shouldn't think badly of whatever you're thinking. Um but I mean yeah. just like maybe for somebody who's listening right now for me it's the shame mm-hmm. like, e- even at this moment I'm I, I'm ashamed that I just said that yeah and I can't stop it it's just tied to it but um, during our break uh, we, we discussed that is the fact that you know maybe I should just spit it out there and I did it because of the fact that maybe you right now hearing my voice feel that same way guess what friend I'm there I, I am exactly where you are mm-hmm. and it, it's insanely hard and the two gentlemen here at the table with me they know more than anybody the fact that when I get that way I just I can't talk to anyone Yeah. and I mean that's that's just it that's that is your proof that something upstairs is not firing the way it should. Mm-hmm. And but that doesn't I, you're, make you're smart you enough to know that, that that's, I mean, it. Just, that's your beacon. Just because something's off doesn't make you abnormal. The majority of people that you never even talk to, and the majority of people that you do talk to, they're going through their own struggle. Don't think that you're abnormal. Don't think that you're weird. Don't think that there's something wrong with you. Because it's a 50-50 shot. That person next to you at the checkout in Walmart may have the same issue. You don't know what's going on. So, um, I don't know. It's uh, it's been a hard podcast, folks. Um, It's been a very hard podcast. It, it's been hard enough that I had to get drunk and had no intention of getting drunk. <laughs> I had to get drunk to say what I needed to say because, again, society deems it abnormal, taboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 some of these people could talk about it without feeling chastised, this may not be the problem. This may not yeah. be a problem. Um, so I mean that that's all we want. We want people to to feel like they can talk about it without feeling weird or taboo or abnormal or off or whatever. Whatever synonym you've got for it, that's the entire purpose. Yeah. Just just talk to people. Um don't don't take the extreme. Don't don't take don't take an out. And um <laughs> William William said it I'm going to say it um, both of you 
If you ever need anything, mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Um, <clears throat> if if you have a friend or there's somebody you're close to that does go through this, don't think that you are going to have to be the one that fixes them. Mm. Don't think if they say, "Hey, you know, I'm in a rough spot right now." Uh, you want to you want to come over you want to go you know get something to eat something like that don't think that it's going to be the situation where they're going to lay something amazingly heavy on you and you've got to be very savvy to sometimes all they need is just somebody to hang out for a little while maybe do absolutely nothing yeah maybe just hang out sit on a couch and watch a movie sometimes just you being there is what they need They don't need to lay out a huge story for you. They don't need you to psychologically work through their issues. They just, they just need you to come over and throw a Blu-ray into the player. Yeah, be there. They they just want you to come over, maybe fire up the Xbox for a while. That's all they need. So do not be afraid one bit. If somebody is in your life is struggling, go. Even if you don't say a word for two hours, all you do is just. Watch a couple of reruns. That's what they need. Yeah. So, absolutely, do not be afraid that they're going to need somebody better than you. Go over. If you don't say a word, if you don't even leave the same damn room for two hours at a time, just go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So, I, I, I will say this, and... Uh, it, it's something that I, I want you guys to know is a lot of the times when I am down, a lot of the times when I, I'm in one of those low swings, one of the things that really helps me, and maybe it's not going to help you, maybe it will, I'm just going to throw it out there as a possibility, is I do try to at least think, even if I can't focus on it, I try to think about some of the things I do like. And they're they're trivial. Sure, I love my wife. I love my son. Uh, You know, all this. You know what? I like beer. I like video games. (laughs) If today was the day I stopped at all, I'd never get to enjoy a beer ever again. (laughs) I'd never get to play another video game ever again. Sure, maybe it's petty, but guess what? If today was my finality... There's no more enjoying anything. Yeah. So, sure, yeah. You know what? It's little, but it's something. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you just, know, it's, uh, I keep thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe there's another beer that's going to be the greatest thing ever. And it's something I'll talk to somebody for five minutes about. But if this was my termination point, I'll never get to get that five minutes of great conversation about one. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times, you know what? That's enough. It's enough to wait until that downswing is over. It's 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 really important to just try to keep in mind, even if everything seems terrible, and the only way to make anything better is to leave. You you will be leaving a lot behind. Um, you'll be leaving behind your family your friends, everyone that loves you and cares for you, everyone that you love and care about, all the experiences that you'll miss, um, 
just try to hold on to something. Mm-hmm. Um, There's something everybody likes. There's something everybody enjoys. And, you know, if yeah. today's it, you don't ever get to enjoy that thing again. Pretty much. Like, <sighs> like seriously, what what's something that keeps you focused on the next day? Whenever you're in one of those places. Mostly for me and my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> that's, uh, that's the main thing for me. You know, it, it's, it's actually kind of sad. Um, uh, it may not be, like, sad-sad, but, like, funny ha-ha sad. Um, I, I don't think anyone could take care of my cats <laughs> the way that I take care of my cats. Yeah. Someone else relying on you is, is a huge thing. Um, and that includes cats and pets. and You know, they, uh, they may not act the same as, as us, but they have emotion, and they have memories. That's something that all three of us, as people in the same boat as you, as a family member of yours, mm. as somebody you know, we're there too. Yeah. And we've been examples of the fact that there's a lot of fun that you can have. Sometimes today does suck. Yeah. But if I can leave you with nothing else, you deserve a tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's um, this day, this week, this month, this year. Uh, even, you know, for me it's felt like a collection of years that have all together felt just pretty awful. Um, and it's not easy to step back and say okay but all these good things happened um, and sometimes that's what we have to do we have to step back and say okay I know I'm focusing on the negative I know I'm thinking about you know what went wrong more than I am what went right and uh, yeah sometimes it's you get that moment, that slight moment of clarity that lets you know that maybe you're not thinking as clearly as you could be. Take that moment, step back, and really think and understand um, that it's not all uh, as bad as it seems. Um, sometimes it is yeah of course but think about the good times think about just how they feel in comparison and you know there can be more and it, it's not easy especially today and uh, you know it's, it's not easy for me to say that at all um I know how difficult it can be and I know especially here lately how difficult it can be to to look at the positive um, but we have to try but I think really and truly that's a statement I, the three of us dreading this topic dreading this podcast but 
with the understanding of of being on this side of the fence, of being waist to neck deep inside of the same struggles that a lot of us have. Mm. The fact that we sat down for this episode and covered this topic. I mean, let that be a reminder to you. You're not alone. You're not some anomaly. Yeah. There's many of us. And I can't tell you tomorrow's going to be great. But I can tell you there's something that's going to come up that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. And uh, this has been hard on all of us. Yeah. Uh, like, this one has taken a pretty harsh toll on all three of us around the microphone right now. But we did it. And you can do it. And we're yeah. going to be here for uh, at least a few more. Yeah. And you should be, too. Um, I want to personally say, this is, of, of course, Patrick. Um, if you want to talk, uh, I'm available. I'm not professional. Um, I won't always have the answers. But if you want somebody that will listen, I am more than happy to listen and um, and do my best to uh, to hey you know help you out. <laughs> uh, just one more time, guys. I I want to throw both of these out here just because they are such great resources. Uh, <clears throat> check out. Uh, betterhelp.com to connect yourself with a licensed professional that can help you through some rough times. There's no obligation if you, like I said, again, if you don't mm. like the person you're connected with, you can connect to another professional. No questions asked. Uh, if you or someone you know is in crisis right now, that is not the service for you. If you are in that place at the moment, please, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. 24 hours a day, you can be completely anonymous. You don't have to give a name, a location, anything. Just mm -hmm. call them up, talk to them for a little while. If nothing else, let them know what's going on, hear what they have to say. They're not there to pity you. They're not there to give you any fluff. It's one 800 273-8255 yep and thanks thank you for listening to this one thank you for tuning in uh, thank you for wading through a very difficult topic for uh, such a lighthearted podcast yeah. to cover um yeah yeah that about covers it yeah I think so um next week we're going to be back to normal, folks. <laughs> so um, tune in. It's going to be happy hour again. And, um, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I don't know. I got nothing else to say. Um, like I said, thanks for listening. If, if you know anyone that needs any help, reach out to them. If anyone out there listening needs a little help, find a shoulder to mm -hmm. lean on. Um, you can, honestly, there. honestly, you can save life. Even your own you can yeah thanks for listening guys um till next week have a good one
Cheers.